Hi there, I'm Jameson Hudson. I'm Caitlin Crow. And this is Out of Time, a podcast about that tricky temptress that is time travel. Yeah, time travel is a very overused uh, plot device that is never used effectively. No! Because time traveling would be terrible. First of all, you couldn't eat or drink anything. Because your body would be destroyed. You cannot drink the water when you go to Mexico. Like, imagine what, like, 1955 water would be to your system. Like, you would die. Like, food safety laws don't exist. Like, none of it. It just, it it doesn't work on that level, and you would just ruin everything in your life and everyone else's life. It just forever. Yeah. Basically, time travel, just don't do it. Um, it this is... Time and, travel, just say no. It's... It is not going to create the drama you want. It is just going to anger your audience because you will inevitably never pull it off correctly in which everyone is satisfied and everything makes sense. Because... You just can't. Like, fuck time travel. No one wants to go back in time because unless you're a white male, a white heterosexual male, your life will be terrible. Yeah. And the future, like, God help us in the future. Like, who knows what sort of desolate wasteland this will all become. (laughs) And on that cheerful note, (laughs) this episode, we're talking about the classic time travel movie, Back to the Future. One of the best films ever made. Yeah? All of the uh, film historians say it goes Citizen Kane, Back to the Future, Godfather 1 and 2. Um, I'm going to disagree. I think that's AFI's official ranking. Official, yeah. Official. Uh, but anyway, for those of you who don't know, Back to the Future is about a, a teenage boy named Marty McFly, played by a very young, handsome Michael J. Fox, who is inexplicably <laughs> friends with a mad scientist. Yeah, so yeah, this movie starts off with Marty going to Doc Brown's house. And I will say, okay, so this is... I, I want a backstory on how they met, because... Marty is a minor. He is 17 years old, and Doc Brown was old in the 50s. (laughs) Like, if you travel back 30 years and your your other lead is, like, old still, like, there's a problem. Don't have him be friends with a minor. Like, Leah Leah Thompson, like, Lorraine, the, the mother in this film is all, like, paranoid about Marty, like, going to the lake with his girlfriend. But, yeah, no, hanging out with a 70-year-old man is totally cool. Like, that's, like, no, do that. That's, that'll be totally safe. <laughs> right, not... so anyway, his mad scientist friend, Doc, Doc Brown, um, has converted a DeLorean into a time travel vehicle via something vaguely known as a flux capacitor and plutonium. Yep. Which really is just all you need to know. Flux capacitor. Who knows what it does? What else? Who cares? You know. Now my issue is, and I'm going to sound real dumb right now, 
plutonium is a real element, yes? Or yeah, is it just yeah, something no. supervillains try to steal? <laughs> like, I just feel like this is straight out of, like, Superman 105. The plutonium is missing. Yeah, no, it, plutonium is real. Alright, it's, cool. it's a radioactive element. It right. creates a nuclear... A nuclear reaction. reaction, and that's what they need to run the DeLorean in Back to the Future 1. Okay. Who knows what it'll run on in 2 and 3. So, Wait. anyway, um, uh, he goes back to the future to Marty. No, he goes back to the past. Right. Oh, yeah. He goes he has back to, get to the future. He to has to get future. back to the future. Okay, so Marty goes to the past. He's in the 1950s, and he prevents his parents from their meat cute. Uh, he interferes, and by doing so, transfers his mother's affections from his father onto himself, which is probably the most disturbing thing I think I've seen in recent years. No, it's it's pretty bad. Like, his mom is straight up wet for him. So thirsty. And, like, so it's thirsty. so... So bad. Like, that's basically, like, why you shouldn't time travel right there. Straight up, your mom might want to fuck you. Like, that's... If anything, this movie has taught us to not time travel. Just give it up. If you're inspired to time travel because of Back to the Future, therapy, that's all I've got to say. Well, what they do is they make it appealing because throughout his shenanigans... Uh, Marty manages to give his dad some self-confidence and manage to completely alter his current reality, which makes no logical sense whatsoever. So it's almost like, if you want to have a good life and be rich and famous, not rich and famous, No, but like, because he's not going to be famous. He, be, he just, he creates rock and roll. Yeah. So, you know, wh- a white man already stole wa- rock and roll from black people once, but now in this version of reality, we just cut out the middle man. We're just like, fuck it. This was always for white people. Yeah. So is there an alternate reality where someone's where Chuck Berry steals someone else's sound and that's the thing that like all that and like that's just the thing is that Chuck Berry is the one who stole it? Because someone stole Chuck Berry's sound. Well no, because remember like Marvin Berry calls is like, Oh, this is the new sound you're looking for and it's Chuck Berry's song. Right. But in like our reality and you know, the one that Michael J. Fox came from that's the reality that, like, white men stole, like, Chuck Berry sound. Mm-hmm. But, so, I think what we're led to believe is that Chuck Berry steals Marty McFly's sound. That's really his sound. <laughs> that... What's the most concerning is this. Technically, he stole it from Calvin Klein. Calvin invented Klein rock invented and roll. Rock. Calvin Klein invented uh, invented underwear with his name on it and rock and roll and skateboards. He also invented, he also skateboards. invented skateboarding. Yes. So yeah, what I, I in a week <laughs> in a week. What also becomes very troubling. Could you imagine getting that phone call, being Chuck Berry, getting that phone call, and like being mid songwriting? Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly. Like he just started, and then like you're like. Oh, like, this is the 50s. Like, these days that happens, and you're like, well, the NSA was listening. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But in the 50s, you know, this is height Aliens. of the Cold War. Russian spy. And it's a Russian spy. So that's who Chuck Berry, you know, obviously assumes it's a Ru- that a Russian spy stole it. 
and which I would, that's just fascinating. I would like a movie about Chuck Berry after this, where, <laughs> where he is paranoid because a Ru- Russian spy stole his set. What was, he was trying to create as his sound. And then now everyone is crediting him as stealing the sound of rock and roll from a 17 year old white boy from California, which is just a sad, sad racist reality that's that's a movie right there that is uh anyway pause this while i bust out a script there are no repercussions in this movie like i just there there are no consequences for marty's actions because he literally doc brown is like don't tell me anything don't change anything just hang out while we figure out how to get you back and marty's like yeah okay Goes to school, deals with his parents, beats up Biff, like... Yeah, changes history forever, but only for the better. (laughs) You know, he only makes his life better and literally gets himself everything he's ever wanted. (laughs) Which, you know, is just a real interesting message to be sending. And the thing is, like, he does all this and, and we get back, back to the future... And hey. <laughs> and he has all of his old life memories, but none of his old life. Yeah, and he has his whole new life, and obviously none of the memories, and which is just really just depressing, because he can't talk to anyone about anything or relate to them anymore, and like his relationship will, with Jennifer will crumble because who knows what kind of rich kid dates he's taken her on, right? Like. It started out with the sister being, like, a loser who no, who's no boys called. The older brother being, like, an in-and-out burger employee. And um, Marty being, like, a, considered a ju- juvenile delinquent or lazy. Yeah, like, Marty is to be just sort of just a rebellious 17-year-old. Yeah. A like, youth. Just a youth. <laughs> Damn youths. And... Then, in this new future that he creates by helping his father stand up for himself, um, he his sister is, like, wanted by all the boys. His brother wears a suit to work. We don't know what he does. He we just know that he office. wears a he suit. He always wears a suit to the office. Which is such a vague 80s thing to say. Yeah. You work well, in this an is why, like, I now, I work in an office as a job, and I, when I got this job, like, that was me feeling just like an adult, like, I go to work in an office, and there is, like, a coffee break room, and there is a physical water cooler. The American dream. Yeah, I did, I felt so cool and awesome, and then I was sitting there, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly like my retail job, I'm just sitting down. And that's the truth, and you know, it's just, it's movies like these, I guess I should have just stopped watching movies and started living my life. <laughs> That's but, the takeaway. <laughs> anyway. It's bleak. The fact that he's still, and he's still dating the same girl, but I don't know how that would happen. Like, literally nothing has changed except everything has but, changed. okay. Which is the most infuriating Here's thing. Here's the thing. Jennifer has one costume throughout the entire movie, and it's two days. <laughs> Why is she wearing the same thing two days in a row? Because like, all of the budget went to that orange puffy jacket. <laughs> that sick-ass DeLorean. <laughs> like, 
Well, we can either turn a Honda into a time travel machine. No, I want a cooler car. Let's spend the budget on a DeLorean. I don't think a DeLorean was a cool car in 85, based off of what my father said. It was a car no one had. I think I think the DeLorean is literally only cool because of this movie. Just the ultimate because product placement. I think people I think people honestly just like DeLoreans because we imagined that they could travel through time. That wouldn't be the specific reason I would never get a DeLorean. You see, I would only have a DeLorean just just for Back to the Future nostalgia. Not because I ble- I want time travel to happen, but just like, yeah, look at my sick ass DeLorean, but don't take it to eighty eight. <laughs> we we've addressed that Marty back in his time is going to have a hell of a time, but his parents <laughs> shouldn't be married to each other anymore because period shouldn't have, be married to each things other. Period have happened that are impossible to explain. Well, their whole relationship is based on the fact that Marty's dad prevented her from getting raped. But here's the thing. Marty's plan was to sexually assault his own mother. Like, the protagonist of our film, Michael J. Fox, America's treasure, Michael J. Fox, planned to sexually assault his mom in a feature film that is a family comedy. Like, that happened. Who okayed that script? What? Like, what? What? And, you know, luckily, Michael J. Fox couldn't go through with it because it's wrong on just so many levels. But that was the plan. And told the dad about this. So the dad knew that he was going like, to okay make it. sexual assault. So sort of, like, I feel like at some point, you know, it might have come up. So, yeah, like, Calvin and I planned to sexually have you be, like... Fake sexually assaulted so you could fall in love with me. That's not manipulative or messed up or anything like that. Yeah, Lorraine, poor girl, she just wanted to be loved so bad. And she just... She just wanted to be fucked. That's true, too. (laughs) But, like, her son shows up and she doesn't know it's her son and she's just... She's kiss. That was so they uncomfortable. Kiss. They actually, I'm so not okay with that. They actually kissed. And they're, like, found that it's, like... She's like, oh, it's like kissing my brother. And Marty McFly then needs, like, 30 years of therapy he could never get. Because there's... He can't tell anyone that he went back in time and his mom made out with him. Because he would be committed instantaneously. Like, I feel like he would get the last lobotomy of the 80s. Like, we need to stop your brain. Marty McFly, like, the only future I can see of Marty McFly is just, like, on a bar stool somewhere, drinking away, being like, it wasn't worth it, man. It wasn't no, worth it. No, because he just, he, he, he got tongue-kissed by his mom, and he can never talk about it with any mental health professional. Like, he can never talk about any of this. Imagine an aging Marty McFly with dementia. And who's, like, relaying to his children, like, all this fucked up shit. Like, oh no, in this reality, I've created rock and roll. That was a mistake. And, and like, I... <laughs> my mom done kissed me. <laughs> and just all sorts of really messed up things. 
Like, you imagine your want. grandfather saying that to you, and you're just like, oh, 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 Papa, we <laughs> need to put you in a home. I really want, like, an indie, like, dark, like, poorly lit Back to the Future 4 with Anna Kendrick, who looks crazy like Leah Thompson in this movie. Anna Kendrick playing, like, a great-great-grandchild of Marty McFly. <laughs> who was brought back in time by Christopher Lloyd, who looks the same age, because Christopher Lloyd is a warlock in this film. And... She's got to prevent something from happening. Yeah, because because Marty has become so depressed, he's, like, about to kill himself. Jennifer's obviously left him, and he just can't live with the fact that... <laughs> He tongue kissed his mom. So we're gonna rate it. Let's let's read the science on a on a scale of one to five flux capacitors. What would you give the the science of this time travel? I give it a four. The, okay. So the thing with that, I think that they did right. Sort of um, that a lot that you know time travel. Some time travel movies just ignore completely. Is that they like they try to explain it, but they keep it simple. But, like, the flux capacitor, honestly, is an ingenious invention because that's what makes time travel work. And it's and just it's vague just, enough. It just has a cool name. It's vague enough, and it has a cool name, and there's lights. And so, you know, it works. Like, there's plutonium and lightning. All sorts of crazy shit involved. But the, the basic premise, you know, of it, like, it makes sense why they go back in time. There's control around it, like... It's not like we're just going to go to some random place. They're like, oh, this is just a time machine. Let's see where we end up. Like, you have some control. You know, there's... It, it makes a little bit of... It makes some sense. And it's it's detailed enough to give you a reason, but it's not detailed enough that you can start, like, really poking holes into it and being like, well, this is wrong and that's wrong. So I think it does a pretty good job. Yeah, I would I would give it four as well. It didn't make me like super rashly angry. I understood that the flux capacitor made it work. I mean, my only issue again is what we discussed. I I guess I get the energy of it, but I just feel like whatever, it's fine. Um, and so I would give it I would give it four yeah. as well. Yeah, your other problem is with science <laughs> in general. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that's true. Listen, guys, science is just slightly more proven magic, and that's it. So, the ramifications, how would you, on a scale of one to five, how do you think they dealt with the ramifications of time travel in this movie? I would say a one, because they recognized that ramifications could exist, but they didn't care. <laughs> so, I feel like they, I feel like they tried, because Doc really was like, oh, you need to do something, and it was like, oh, this never happened before, and it was like, oh, who knows how this is going to end up. So, they, at least they know ramifications exist, unlike some other movies. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd give it a one, because the ramifications are terrible and racist and misogynistic, but at least, hey... They, they knew that something could happen. I think I have to give it a half because they literally, like, they didn't know. Like, the same children, if, I can't, like. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that the picture fades from oldest to youngest is mental. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, when he comes back to the future and everything is the same but slightly better, like, that's just not how that works. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, the 
definitely. I I would I give it one because I would say that ramifications are the main conflict, but that's about it. Yeah, and it's just, it's like just a, the idea of ramifications. It's like a threat that they never actually t- carry yeah. out. It's like, oh, if you don't do your homework, something bad's gonna happen to you. But does it? Well, it's exactly like your parents telling you, you need to eat your vegetables or else you'll just fucking die. <laughs> and then you grow up never having eaten your vegetables and you're still alive. And you're like, well, I guess, I guess that was fine. And, okay, on a scale of one to five flex capacitors, what would you give it for entertainment value, watchability? I would give it a five, because I've seen this movie upwards of 20 times, I believe, now. I love it. I think it's really good. Um, it's it's funny. It still, ca- it still catches me. Like, I still like watching it, even though I literally know everything about this and can quote the film, most parts of it. And I think that, um, I, I love Michael J. Fox. I think he's fantastic in it. He's super watchable. Christopher Lloyd, he's really funny. Leah Thompson is pretty. Um, Crispin, she's really pretty. I just, I just, I just think she's really pretty. Um, also a good actress, mate. Let's yeah, okay, mean her. fine. I think that she works with what she was given. <laughs> um... She and was. Cons- I was. I. I believed she was in love with her son. Yeah, that was believable. Uh, I think Crispin Crispin Glover did a good job being just a fucking weirdo, which I think is just how Crispin Glover always operates. Um, actually, I can only name him in two films. Back to the Future and Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I literally don't know what else he's done. <laughs> so. I would give it. I'd give it five flux capacitors. I mean, it's not really like my type of movie, but the music was good. Michael J. Fox oh my was god, cute. the soundtrack is so good. Like, I love Huey Lewis in the news. I'm a I'm a big fan. Yes, I saw them in concert recently. Yeah, we saw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And um, I love Huey. Lu- I I love the cameo by uh, Mr. Huey Lewis himself. Yeah, I think that's a fun little nod to things. But yeah, yeah I think it was really inter- the music was good. It was entertaining. Everybody was attractive. Um, all in all, good. Good. Yeah, I wouldn't call it good family fun. I think the ratings should yeah, have probably I been bumped up a little bit. Yeah, but. and it's uh, I, I yeah, I think it's a good one. I like it a lot. I think you should watch it if you haven't watched. it. Oh yeah, definitely recommend. Definitely, if you're like me and you haven't seen it, it's it's a fun. It, yeah. yeah, it's not gonna you know sap you of two hours of your life. You're never gonna get back. And it, you know, if you like it, you said you want more Michael J. Fox. I mean, of course, obviously the obvious choice is Back to the Future too. But, you know, I'd also like to plug Teen Wolf, <laughs> which... Which we will not cover because it is not a time travel movie. Which really upsets me because I would I could probably do a three-hour podcast about Teen Wolf. I love that movie. I know. I love that I, TV show. I refuse to watch the TV show because it's so different than the movie. 
and she refuses to watch the movie because it's so different than the TV show. I don't refuse so to watch the movie. I just haven't seen all it. All I'm saying is that I've been talking about Teen Wolf for all six, for five years of our six-year friendship, and you still haven't seen it. Anyway, uh, we're out of time, conveniently. Basically, next time, uh, I think we've decided we're going to do... The Time Traveler's Wife with Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams. Let's get ready for that one. What are, let, let's do some predictions. What okay, do you think? I have my prediction for this film is that uh, Eric Bana's attractiveness will be the only good thing about it. I, I'm going to agree with you. I predict the only thing that is going to keep me watching is Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams because. All right, so join us next time. Uh, until then. I'm at Jameson Hudson on Twitter. I'm at Lala Caitlin, and you can actually follow the show at Out of Time Pod on Twitter.